This is a Frank Podcast. Hey, how are you going with your um, your planes at the moment? You're flying at the moment. Like I, I was on my way to getting uh, uh, whatever that elite. good status is. Yeah, I've got that. Yeah, it's I've got that bank apart. for two years. It's pretty good, isn't it? It's good for, for me. you. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. But it means if you're flying with me anywhere, then I can take you in. Oh, I can already go in. But yeah, what but I'm not, interested in not the same in, as me. Yeah, differently. Yeah, everyone says hello, I have to Karen. Cr- I have all to the crawl. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But what I wanted to, was to get an upgrade, those upgrades. Yep. I've got heaps of those. Yeah. Do and you get you, them when it rolls, when you get it again? Do you yeah, get it? Yeah, you re-get it. And then I've also had heaps of valet parking, which yeah, I've really enjoyed treat, using that, yeah. you know, especially taking my old, my 1990 Toyota Holux into the airport. Yeah. And they don't really know how to start it or drive it. Drive it, it or anything. When I always say, look, it's got a manual choke. They're like, sorry. Uh-huh. You're well, what? Yeah, it's got, so you've got to pull the choke out if you want to, like, you know, when you come bring it back to me. Yes. Like, okay, no I'm idea. sure that, no idea. Google it. Yeah. Um, this is making you seem like a real elitist, let me say. My, my you, ute. Yeah. Well, you, you and your, um, <laughs> you and your valet parking. But you do a lot of travel from Wellington to Auckland for I work. Do. That's I right. Do. And I was, I was, I was nearly there, but I've got, I've got gold, which allows me into the lounge, but we've got a, I'm hoping to go to Europe for the first time in my life. Have you not been? No. Nah. You and I went to We England. went to Sheffield. Yeah. That was an exciting place. That's good, isn't it? Now, I know they'll be listening. We enjoyed it. But, yeah, I'm, I was... But, well, there was a degree of sarcasm there that I picked up on, and I agree with, because we went there, but we went on a short trip. We went to the Sheffield Horror Festival. Celluloid Screams. Celluloid Screams, and it was, um, it was held, yes, in Sheffield, and it was the first season of Wellington Paranormal, and it was there, which is great. Yeah. But what happened was, you know, I'd never been to the UK before, so we went to London for two nights or three nights, yep. but went to Sheffield for five or six nights. And even though Sheffield has a lot to offer, um, I felt that those days were potentially around the wrong way. I could have had more time in London. Yeah, I mean, I think as well, like obviously the people of Sheffield, rightfully so, are very proud of their, you know, their valleys, their hills, their um, farm-like terrain. And now, I guess for us, we see a lot of that in New Zealand. That's right. Now there's Lucy, Rob, yep. Poppy or Polly. Polly, Polly yeah, name. Polly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they were bloody great people. But, yeah, we got taken out on tour and it was you and me. And it Yatesy. was Paul Yates. Now, and Polly's boyfriend. Polly's boyfriend, whose name I quite, can't quite remember, lovely fella. Yeah, what was, was his he name? Rob. No, he wasn't no, Rob. No, Rob no, Nevis. Rob Nevis. No, Rob Nevis yeah. with Lucy Swift. That's right, the lovely Lucy Swift. <laughs> I like you here as well at the moment, Lucy, another die. Yes, nice. it's always, nice. I, know, always I love it. it, yep. Um, it's going to fall out by the time you're 45, I reckon, that here. It's been well, taking some damage, man. No, look, you can't say that. Look, she's not a man. A she's not going to go bald. Uh, man is very generic generalisation for all human beings, man. Well, no, yeah, it is, and, it's, <laughs> and that's what's wrong. But if you identify – no, huh. it, hang on. It's not even if you identify as male. If you've, if you've oh, got – Oh, God. Are we going to get cancelled because you can't get this right? Can't get what right? Well, I don't know. The fact that if you've got certain <laughs> chromosomes, you're more likely to have – to experience hair loss. I know. Is that yeah. men? Yeah, that's men. That's men, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Once you have fallen out, it's not fair. Yeah, well, it's just life, isn't it? It is, exactly. You've got to get used to it. Now, 
we went there and Paul Yates, our wonderful, wonderful producer, was in the front seat. You and I were in the back. Yeah. We called, if there's an opposite for shotgun, that's what I prefer. Generally? Yeah. When you're younger, you like shotgun. Um, oh, but, no, I, no, you always want to sit in the back. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Now, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we were getting shown the sights of Sheffield and the surrounding glades, glens, pastures and fields. Yeah, um, meadows, lees. Thank you. And um, coming from New Zealand, yeah, you're right, we've, we've sort of seen that sort of thing. We've got that sort of thing there. And while you can appreciate it for a period of time, it's like being at home. And it's like, well, I've sort of seen this, to be honest with you. And it's got to be something pretty special. I liked some of the fences that they had, which were made out of good rocks. Good fences. Yeah, really good. Yeah. I remember that. That's the first time I've thought about those fences since I was there, which was five years ago or whatever it was. Um, but Yatesy, so so my feeling was, and I think you agreed, was just sort of pretty much be polite and just hope that we're going to be at a pub soon. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but that, that was what I was hoping. Yeah. Yes, um, yep. But Yatesy's um, approach to it was to uh, <laughs> contrast and compare the the sights, the scenery, with what you could experience if you were in New Zealand. Yeah, we, we kind of almost were bettering Sheffield <laughs> on every score, um, which, you know, they were hosting us. We were very lucky to be there. We were so lucky, in fact. We were. Yeah. So, um, but we then, it, but then at least we did make it to the pub. We made that. it to the pub, but it was very, very funny because Yates was essentially bagging Sheffield. So, no, in New Zealand, you'd sort of, you'd see this, but there'd also be a mountain range behind it. <laughs> yeah. And the ocean would be pretty close by. And, 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 you know, poor old boyfriend of Polly couldn't do anything right. What's his name? Except Tim, take us Tim. to Tim. Might have been, yeah. Except or take Tim us, or Tom. Yeah. Take us to the pub, which you did really well in the end. Yeah. But it was funny because you and I were sitting in the back going, oof. We were walking at that stage, Mike. We weren't sitting in the back of anything. We were oh, walking, we, we were I, walking on that, around that track, remember? Oh, I sort of remember I'm doing it in the car as well. But maybe I've just spread it to the entire experience. Yeah, I think no, but we were walking. They also had a good, uh, good a series of good gin bars in Sheffield. Or, well, not gin bars. They serve good gin at all their pubs. They're right into their gins over there. You might have been sticking to the pints. Always. And I was just trying to look for the gay bar in Sheffield. Yeah. Well, they've got a really good music scene in Sheffield. Yeah, I know. In the sense that great bands have come from there. Like which ones? Arctic Monkeys. Never heard of them. Mm-hmm. No, I have. <laughs> um, Potty Jake, can you search us up some bands from Sheffield? But there are heaps. But when we were there, the, they weren't there. They've moved. The Arctic Monkeys? They don't live there anymore. Certainly oh, not when we were there. <laughs> and But one thing I got really excited about was that there was a night with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, he was there. There was a poster on a wall <laughs> and oh, it yeah, was like right. a night yes, with, yes. and you could go to some stadium somewhere or smaller thing than stadium. Okay, house. And he was going to discuss his <laughs> career. And I was, like, I was like, when's this? This must be in nine months. And it was the next night. Yeah, didn't you try and go to it? I was thrilled. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to get, I'm in Sheffield, I'm going to see Chocolate Van Damme, who I love, well, you know. Yeah, kickboxer. Yeah, exactly. Even I've seen that Time movie. cop. Um, and I went to buy tickets, and then within the hour he can- he cancelled. Oh, was that, yeah. That's what happened, so I never got to see it. So that was the exciting thing about Sheffield. Another exciting thing about Sheffield is that they have silver there, pewter. Oh, yes, they're well known for that, the cutlery. Yeah, that's... <laughs> What? The cutlery. Yeah, it's nice cutlery, isn't it? <laughs> it is nice cutlery, isn't it? <laughs> they had steins. Yes, and those the nice 
little glasses with the pewter at the bottom. That's it. I think I've got one of those. I bought a couple of oh, those. I think I've got some gin ones. Those sort of, yeah, and then there's like, they're big on spoons, collectors' yeah, teaspoons. spoons. Yeah, like, teaspoons. Like I said, cutlery, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and but yeah, good time. And then you had a you had a good time. They had that they closed it out with a karaoke. Oh yeah, and me and Paul sang Wellington Paranormal to the tune of Ghostbusters. Oh, and it was really special. And then I also sang with Tim. Um, Tyler, sweet child of mine, sweet child of mine, nice. You got ties, and it seems to me reminds me of childhood Better. memory. Better than Axel these days. I don't actually remember the words, but if they're on the screen, that I'm gives so the vibe. Good. Um, yeah. yeah, and I I went to bed that night because we had had a fairly sustained period of drinking. Yeah, we actually saw Anna Scott over in London. Remember? Oh, that? we did. That's right. Yeah, we had a good time. Actually, we got there and immediately we got excited, didn't we? Oh. And we just had too much yeah. of everything, really, and a uh, lovely time was had. And then the next night I had to go to a play on the West End. Did you? Yeah. What which, did I do? Um, you went and visited somebody that you knew, I feel like. Oh, yes, Laney. Laney, there you go. Yep. Um, and I went to a play, and to be fair, we'd had limited sleep. And I had went to this play, and it was written by and directed by Martin McDonough, who did In Bruges, um, three billboards on the way to Epping, Missouri, and a bunch of other great films. And it started out as a playwright, and I went along to that, and there was there was a pygmy in it, which I haven't seen before. You seen a pygmy? A, a pygmy person? Yeah, human. Wow. Um, no, nope. I don't know if that's Are you st- still uh, the right terminology. But yeah, well, let's was, find that out, Jake. <laughs> can you Google pygmy? No, no, no. But yeah, just pygmy. No, just. Well, there's the only way. What is the correct <laughs> way to describe someone a that pygmy. used to be referred to incorrectly <laughs> as a pygmy? I wonder what that means, pygmy. The term pygmy is sometimes considered offensive. Yeah. Yep. However, there's no single term to replace that. Ah, uh, and it's only sometimes. So we'll choose that this time is not the time to use it. Yeah. Well, it's not the time to be offended what, by it because it, in the description of the um, that was the story was that it, uh, that the person was a pygmy that had been had moved to the UK in the like the 1700s. That was the story. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know, they just bunged one in there for, you know, some kind of a cheap joke or not like, like little that. people well, in time We've been mocked. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, umpers, can't call them that, can you? Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with umpalumpas. No, you can call them dwarfs. Name. Could you? Well, I certainly wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't. And uh, anyway, so I was at that play <laughs> and it was not very good. Not his best work and I was struggling to stay awake. Yeah. So that was pretty much my experience of London. Wait, and, but then we went back and had a lovely, deep and meaningful chat. Don't you remember that? Oh, like? no, the night before was magnificent. Oh, was that the night that, before? That was the night before and then the day and yes, then yes. going to a play and I was like, And then Man. I had to catch the train to Sheffield. And then had to catch the train to Sheffield. But anyway, we were... We, 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 how privileged are we? It was amazing. It was amazing. great. And then on the way home, on the way home, remember we stopped in Shanghai? Yeah, and you had to pay for us to get us in a Oh, that We God, had to get into was... a lounge and I bought, ate some dumplings. Yeah, because uh, we were there for hours. <laughs> it was a joke and a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> but also you had to go through, like, they it just were so sweet. It was a rigmarole. Yeah. And there was, yeah, it was. Not they were having it. a laugh. They were and, having a laugh. But I wasn't. Well, 100%. Well, I was having less of a laugh because I ate dumplings and got on the plane and then got food poisoning. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't nice And then you. was vomiting and um, doing other things, yeah. pooing, all the way on the flight, all the way home. And then when we landed, 
we had to go directly to a TVNZ extravaganza. Oh, God, we did. Yeah, which was this thing where TVNZ in New Zealand, they have this great big production where they sort of display <laughs> themselves to the advertisers for the following year. So we got straight off the plane, yeah, that's went right. directly we to this yep. theatre. We had a run-through. We had to do two shows that evening as in character and as part of this wider thing which had all the people that work at um, TVNZ, your Hills Bears and your yep. Jerry Wellses and all the other people there. And I just passed out on the floor of our changing room and slept. I was absolutely just decimated with food, food poisoning. Mm. And uh, then had to get up and then we went and did a run through. There's, I was in the ceiling, but it wasn't me. Is that about right? Oh, yeah. Up There's in a the fly thing. in yeah, 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 yeah. Was that me? I that think it was a dummy, you. wasn't no, it? No, it was that with the ghost sheet. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And we went out and did did our song and dance. I'm feeling absolutely It horrendous. wasn't a song and a dance, by the way. It just was us talking shit. That's right. Yeah. And uh, then great, and then I go back and have another sleep, and then we've got one more, which is the proper one for the advertisers. I've got a couple of hours to have a sleep, so I have a sleep. I wake up, go out there, and again, all, the only thing this has been interrupted by is me having to go to the toilet a lot. And yeah. uh, then I go out there, and I'm standing inside of stages. We're just about to start. Um, the show, and, you know, not to put too fine a point on it, but I attempt to pass wind, but I shit my pants. You never told me this. Oh, yes. Have I not? You know this. No, I didn't know you shit your pants. Okay. All right. Oh, this is good. No, it's not. (laughs) So I'm standing inside of stage. This is exactly what happens, and I try to pass, and I shit myself, right? And it's like we're about a minute, and I am so sick, I could not care less. Couldn't care less. So then we go out on the stage. We do our yeah. song and dance, which is not singing and dancing, but it's yep. our thing. With I've got stacked pants on there. Then I we did think it stunk a bit. <laughs> <laughs> then we get out, and then we're walking up. Now, meanwhile, you're having a lovely time hanging out with Hillary Barry and all of these. Oh yeah, people. I was having a great oh, time yeah, in there with day. Chris Warner, everybody, I mean, Michael Galvin, <laughs> Michael Galvin, and I walk up when we leave the stage, and I'm walking up the hallway. There's a green room which we have to go past to get to our changing room, yep. our dressing room where I've been sleeping. I'm, you're behind me as we walk up. Because didn't you ask for a mattress? Yeah, I did. You did. Now I remember yeah, you right. were sick. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, And then I walk up and uh, I'm in front of you and Hilary Barry, whom I've not met any of these people all day because I've just been sick yep. and sleeping, she steps out into the hallway. They've been watching everything that happened on the stage on a TV in the green room. And she steps out and she goes, oh, my God, that was hilarious. How are you? I'm Hilary Barry. And yeah. she comes in and she gives me a hug. And oh, I'm thinking no. to myself, wow, I'm meeting Hilary Barry and I've got shit in my pants. You know what I mean? You well, no, because I, when I met Hilary Barry, I, my pants were very clean. Were they? Well, yep. that's good. You sort of made us look good there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then... Yeah, and then I went home, I think, probably. You did. And I stayed out probably a bit too long. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that was lovely. I've told Hillary Barry that. Did you not know that? I think maybe you you might. Yeah, I think I I did know. I knew you were being all sad and sleeping all the time. Oh, I was, yeah. It wasn't made up. I would love to have been out there. No, I know. Exactly, yeah. It was gutted. Uh, Literally gutted. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I told Hillary about that later. She was happy with that story. I think she was like, it's fantastic. Yeah, she thought it was pretty good. Anyway, should we talk about the... Uh, thing we're supposed to be talking about? The thing we're supposed to be talking about. Um, <laughs> ghost? Ghost? What is it? Ghost House. It's called Ghost House. Yeah. But I also had these... Um, it's actually called 
things that do the, the bump, bump in, in the, the night. night. Yes, yeah. that's, I remember reading that. Uh, but I think its working title was um, its working title was Ghost House. Who wrote this one? This one was written by Nick Ward. That's right. Jackie Van Beek. This is her first uh, episode that she directed, and I'm going to give you the synopsis here. Minogue and O'Leary, or O'Leary and Minogue, attend a noise complaint. <laughs> it was Minogue and O'Leary at the start. And <laughs> attend a noise complaint in Kandala, where they find what appears to be a 1970s theme party in full swing. When O'Leary unplugs the record player, the, page, uh, the party goes vanish. Sergeant Marcus suspects the ghosts are responsible and calls for a medium, Chloe Patterson, to attempt to communicate with them. The officers encounter a series of spectres in the house who they discover are the ghosts of people who died at a party held by Raymond St. John, known as the party. King in the 1970s. They convince St. John, who was who has possessed Patterson, to release her and allow his guest to go on to the afterlife. So John, however, managed to escape custody due to his spectral form. Yeah. He does. He does <laughs> that at the end. Guest stars are Dave Farnay. Yep. And Vanessa Stacy, who's in my kids' band. She oh, was in yeah. the Sparpool. Rightio, was she? Yep. Yeah. Who was it? Who was she in the Sparpool with? Who was that guy? John something. Yep, John. John. And uh, the medium is played um, by Andy Crown. Frencham. Ben Frencham as Cheeseface and Andy Crown as... Jermaine Clement stars in the episode. Can I just get out Andy Crown? And yeah, okay. Yeah, I love Andy Crown. She's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, she was very funny. And, yeah, and we'll get to Jermaine and his special, special role um, that he had in there. What are your memories of this one? Um, I loved this episode. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but it was that... Like we've, we've, I know we've mentioned in previous podcasts about the Wellington weather. It was so hot. It was. And we had to have that whole massive house. So this is a very expensive house in Kandala. So Kandala, for those of you who don't know, is like a pretty poncy suburb of Wellington. And this house was, you know, would have back in its day had a, a tennis court, a swimming pool. It was very, very grand. It was a very flash a house. So it was a manner, massive It, it was so a sort massive of thing house. that would be owned by a GP or a dentist. That sort of thing. Those or a sorts lord. Of, or a lord. But, you know, there was that other place that we worked in eventually out. I can't remember what the name of that episode was. But it was out in the hut somewhere. Oh, yeah, when we redid a, the um, police station when they locked in the cell. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. But that's like a, that's that like place, a, that a guy was house, a dentist. Think, yeah, okay, yeah. And that place was incredible. I look forward to that one. But that had its own river. Yeah. And he would take his own boat out the river into the harbour and over to work, and that place was yeah. incredible. But this was very similar. But these people, they, apparently I had my partner at the time looked it up and, you know, it was known as one of the grandest houses right. in Kandala. Yes. So it was like a, a million-dollar house in the 70s, 80s. Right. And it had been unoccupied for 40 years, which is ironic because that's kind of what the story of that our what the story episode was, yeah. said. It okay. was something along the lines of the fact that it was a $1.7 million house at that time, although completely derelict. Abandoned. It was rotten floor. Yep. And what was amazing about it was the wallpaper looked brand new and it was like 50 years old. Yeah. And that's some expensive wallpaper. Oh, it would have been. It would have cost a fortune. Yeah. Yeah, but I still remember it, that when that the woman, before we started the episode, the woman came to do the karakia. Thank you. So a Māori blessing to make sure that the house and this everything was okay. And she came in and she'd said, you know, apparently as well that there'd been an electrician to come and fit, make sure the lighting and all this, that stuff was okay. And he'd said to, I don't know if it was the, whether it was to Paul Yates or someone else, oh, I went to the house, knocked on the door, I could see a woman on the stairs, but she wouldn't answer the door and the lights were on. 
That's right. And then he came back and Paul's like, well, that's where there's no one living in the house. Yeah. And then this woman who did the karakia apparently said, you know, she didn't know anything about what we were doing. She had no idea mm. what she just knew that she was coming to do this blessing. And she said, oh, yeah, yeah, there's someone in there. Yeah. But she's really happy about what you're doing. Yes. And because she loves the arts. Yeah, because yeah, because so after we did some more research, it was it found out that she was a, a very avid theatre goer and she was big in the Wellington theatre scene back in the seventies. And there that was again one of those one times when I'm like, oh, there, there are odd. things that are inexplainable. Yes, but that's cool. Inexplicable. Yeah, that would be better. Inexplainable. Inexplicable. Yes. Um, so yeah, that was, was the lead in. Yeah, but it was a very, very, very hot house. Once it was covered in black sheets. Black yes, it sheets was. to make it seem like it was night time, and also very, very dusty. Incredibly dusty. Dusty bastard it was, and for you and I, one of the things that we enjoyed, and look, we're very grateful and we enjoyed, it, and I think we're nice people, but something <laughs> that would annoy us would be because you had, it was so hot. In there, I remember boiling. going to that back door, and there was a couple of sheets that you had to pass yeah. through. Um, but you get called to set. You go, okay, we're ready for you, and then you go up there, and they'd still be building, and you'd be up there for another fifteen or twenty minutes. Yeah. But you're wearing a costume that is a t-shirt, but you got a singlet, oh, a, a shirt, a vest, vest pants, pants, some, the overshirt, the, we had the jacket on, I the think, jacket even, as well, yeah. the whole shebang, and so it was very, very hot in there, which made it. Um, a long day. Yeah. But what sort of brought me out of that a little bit was Jermaine because Jermaine was there just as, a, you know, first season sort of getting a, keeping an eye on the tone. And um, so he was there and there's a scene where we go into a bedroom and there is a crochet 70s band. crochet blanket ghost. Ghost, <laughs> yeah. And that rises up out of the bed. And when that rises up out of the bed, that there's part of it which is CGI but then when it gets really tall, it's Jermaine. So Jermaine started out crouching really low. Yeah. And then he would stand up and slowly turn from Because he offered just he just offered to do that, didn't he? And he it was, was like, yeah. and I'm telling you, man, it was as hot as shit in that room. So he hot. He has quite bad hay fever and as he well. Had horrendous hay fever. <laughs> his nose was streaming, his eyes were streaming. And he and, was underneath and it that was dusty, dusty blanket. As, so dusty. And he got under there. And he was doing it for so long. Yeah. And he and he was just like had his handkerchief and was wiping <laughs> his eyes and doing his nose. And he never complained, even anything close to a complaint no. once. And I thought, you know, Karen could really learn from this. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, Mike. <laughs> hey, though. No. Uh, not you, though, but it was for me. I was like, dude, yeah, look, at this, look at this dude, man. Yeah. Holy hell. Yeah. And I wasn't complaining to people. I was just thinking to myself, man. Oh, it's, it's like hot. when you want your chair, isn't it? I know. And that's yeah, funny cool. because I was listening to the diary. I was like, man, you're calling me out, but yeah. And it's like, let's give me a chair. Where's, where's my chair? At? Oh, if I heard that once, I heard that a million times. That's a, tell that story. The story about how you always wanted a chair. <laughs> yeah. So between anything, in between scenes, all of the time. Yes. So, oh, the least they could do is bring us a chair. Well, not but the least you, they no, could do. But then, you, the, but then you just ended up just always going to get a chair. Yeah. And then you'd always bring me a chair. So that was yeah, like yeah, advantageous right. for me too. That's right. Because I don't like standing up for yeah. any length of time. Which I I quite, it's a waste of energy. I quite like standing up because it's the only time I'm tall if other people are sitting down. Oh, sure. So that's why I always, if you, you go to up. the pub, 
have a leaner. Right. I don't want to sit down and be low. Right. I want to try and be high. Oh, that's interesting. So that's, yeah, so I always found it weird. Tall people don't think about it, do they? No, I guess not. No. Obviously not. No. Um, But, yeah, that's consistent. All Yawning. the way through, you yeah, trying bored, to have you trying brought a story to me. Bored of, bored of my own story. <laughs> um, always had a chair and um, was sort of the bane of existence for Tawarangi. Well, um, Bamo, first Bamo was first, yeah. Um, so that was quite funny. Where's my chair, man? Where's my chair? Yeah, love a seat, love a seat. Um, and what else was funny in that one? Probably, um, I, I really enjoyed working with Jackie. Yes, I mean, Jackie is, and I had. <laughs> We didn't work with her in the film what we were in the shadows. No. she was in that. But she won best actress for that. Yeah, and but so I met her at the party, and I'm oh, her, right. yeah, and that's yeah. the first time I ever met her. And I was like, we had a dance together. I was like, she's oh, so yeah. cool. And I was like, you know, but then I was like, um, oh, she's like a famous person. I'm never going to see her again. And then she, when she got announced as the director, I was like, oh my gosh, great! I get to see Jackie Van Beek again. Now that is interesting because I think I met Jackie. Doing a commercial with her, and I'm just going to that have, one about you guys being getting older and older and older. That's so doing, funny. Doing a Harcourt it's... commercial. <laughs> what year was that? Yeah, that'd be right. I've put it up there, and I put it up there in 2018, but it was well before that. But there's some. Um, we'll get that up on our socials. Absolutely. Oh, you've got to. Isn't that just great? And that's us back it... in the day. Look at that back in the day. So I did a Harcourt's commercial, and I did it with um, Jackie Van Beek, played my wife. And I played her husband, and it was sort of us through Is the years. Is that you in the long hair photo too? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that bit of hair and makeup there. And it was, uh, and then we also had Renee uh, Renee Lyons. Lyons was in it, and she yeah. was the the estate agent. Yeah. And she ended up being in the possessed um, Datsun car yes. um, episode later on, but the there was no dialogue in it in the commercials. It was just us sort of chatting to each other. Um, and there'd be music playing over the top of it at the end. So we just sort of had to be speaking to each other. And it was one of the f- single funniest experiences of my life because we were saying the most horrific things to each other. Yeah. <laughs> because we knew it was not going to make it. And I'd never met them before and I had an yeah. absolute ball. Um, yeah, Jackie is a legend, eh? Yeah, so I was really excited to work with her and she was fantastic. She was. I thought her energy, like, I really enjoyed her energy. Well, the funny thing that she would do was she would just go, we go, oh, so what are we doing? She'd go, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. She'd always be either pretending that she didn't know what was going on or didn't know what was going on and was being honest. Yeah, but either way it still worked. <laughs> it was great. Uh, yeah. It was really And good. I think maybe for me, especially <laughs> as someone who's very disorganised, yeah. I really appreciated that. Oh, totally. I was like, great. Okay, good. It's, I don't, it's good to know, to know what's possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can yeah. end up directing this stuff. <laughs> um, and there was a funny thing where uh, Dave Farnay, who was um, Saint Raymond John, St. John. Raymond St. John, the party the Party King. Party King. <laughs> party King. Party King. The, there was he had three lines he was trying to get through. Yeah, it's just and, three, and yeah. he, he could not for the life. And you have these where sometimes the lines don't make sense to you, and you just cannot for the life oh. of you get them out. Yeah, and I hadn't remembered this, but you would have anyway. Uh, but I had this in my one of my, in my diary thinking. So he's trying to get through it. It got to the point where the um, the first AD was just feeding him the lines, and yet even that yeah. proved. Was that Bruno? I think it was Robin. Was Robin on that one or Bruno? Maybe it was Bruno. First AD. Both lovely, lovely yeah. gents. Um, and couldn't get it, couldn't get it. And then, anyway, eventually got it. But um, then we were talking to Jackie afterwards and she was like, 
those aren't even his lines. I don't even know why we why we spent so much do, time doing that. What? Because it's like those aren't his those lines aren't for him. So what did what did he say? What was he saying? I can't remember what the lines were. I think it was towards it was the end the, there. It, it might have been in that party room when we were trying to get everybody to leave and and go to the afterlife. No, I thought it was when we were in the spa thing. Oh yeah, it was the, it was three lines there, yeah, and they just maybe. kept being round that's in, right. round the wrong way. That's right. Yeah, whereas in the in the in the in the <laughs> leaving bit when he started calling me when he just made shit up <laughs> and called me a man nana, then there was just like this heaps easier. Just make it up. That's Don't worry right. about the words. That's right. Yeah. There was good stuff there between you and him. We <laughs> could see it was improvised. It was <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, and Andy Crown I thought was very very funny. Oh, so funny. Yeah, as the medium and doing the yeah. Australian version of one. She's um, great. Oh, now, something that we, what I found interesting, so I watched the episode last night, I watched this episode last night, and then I also read the script. Mm. And I just want to talk to you about this scene here, uh, the one with us in the car, after we've ascertained that uh, Minogue is blown away by the medium and that she knows oh, yeah. someone yeah. whose name begins with G. Grandpa. Yeah, so then we go into this bit in the car where we're continuing the conversation. Let's have a listen here. It is weird. Because, How? Because Granddad is still alive. He lives in Havelock North. That's the point. He's yeah, still alive. Exactly, but she's still able to talk to him. Now, that is amazing. You can't explain that. Do you know why you can't explain that? Because it's not real. Because it's inexplicable. Now, I know that my grandpa's alive. He's a beekeeper, right? There's a couple of times he nearly did die. He shouldn't have been keeping bees. He went into anaphylactic shock. Well, he should have chosen a better profession, shouldn't he? Which he did after he came out of hospital, nine months in a coma. But the point is he's alive now and she's able to, still able to talk to him. Think how much she must save on mobile phone bills. She probably still need one for the Minogue. data, but Minogue. for the phone conversation, she's Minogue. saving money on it. Minogue, I'm really happy that your grandpa's still alive, OK? Thanks, Ellie. I think we should get out of the car and go. OK? I just think you should have a bit more of an open mind, that's all. That's all. So that scene there doesn't exist in the script. No, we made that up, didn't we? Made we made that up. But I didn't, rem- I didn't remember that we made that up. I thought there'd be more to it. So in the script, the only thing that there is is uh, external house, night. Chloe walks down the path towards the house, nodding mysteriously. Minogue and O'Leary follow from the patrol car. Already that's not right. We yeah. do that next. Yeah, do we do that next? Yeah. Up the driveway. Up the driveway. Uh, Minogue, what is even weirder is Grandpa is still alive. He lives in Havelock North, but she could still talk to him. Amazing, eh? So and we moved that was. to the car. Moved that to the car and then invented all that other stuff. Yeah. Well, you went you went off on your B thing. It was great. Is that right? Because yeah. I couldn't remember it at all. Yeah, I thought I, Jermaine and that, I thought we almost had come up with it. No, 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 no. You just, you just started talking shit. Because <laughs> they were like, just get in the car and just talk about the – the grand and the, I just always think again continuity. The fact that his grandpa or granddad is yeah. like either either interchangeable. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, because that's why, and that's why my face was really genuine when I was listening to you. Like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> I was like, where the fuck is this coming from, Mike? Who the, the yeah, who's a beekeeper? Shouldn't have been keeping bees. <laughs> yeah, got so a new job funny. after he came out of hospital nine months into coma. It's like, I was like, <laughs> so you really helped my face respond appropriately. Right. It was really good. And I love that you did look to camera at the end there. Always love the internal, to the ca- <laughs> yeah. locked in uh, camera in the car. Um, so, something else that we thought we'd do um, on the show is we'll do a table read. 
Yes, we will, which means we read words off a table. That's right. So if you've written on a desk or anything like that in a school or um, yep. under a desk or anything like that, you we're can just do one of these them. too. Yep. Um, alternatively, what we're going to do is because look, what would you say one of the most common questions we get asked is how much of the script, how much of what is on the show is improvised, and how much is scripted? Thank you very much. It is that is the most common, I reckon. And and what's your favourite paranormal? And what's your favourite? <laughs> Uh, and why acting? And why acting <laughs> is certainly one of the more common ones. <laughs> so what we're going to do every now and again is we're going to do a scene and we're going to we're going to table read what was scripted and then we're going to play the scene down and see what actually made it in. Now, a lot of a lot of the scenes are always scripted, so most of the time we're just going to play you ones where it is a bit different. Um, but that's a good example. That last one is a good example of one where it starts with something and then it turns into something more, which from my – I could not remember that. We, that were not, was, we were never supposed to be talking about that in the car. Yeah, right. See, that's interesting to me, and even though I was there. So another part in the Ghost House episode, and this was a first, was when it got to the scene where Sergeant Maka and Minogue are trying to tase the crochet, the 70s crochet ghost. Mm. And you try to warn us that, well, it is a ghost, so the tasers are going to go straight through. And that's what happens when we get tased. And I just want to read you what's in the script here. Okay, I've okay. got no idea. O'Leary, two camera. So what happens is we get tased and we're, we're being electrocuted for an extended period of time. Um, in fact, what it says is, in summary, tasers were discharged accidentally and Sergeant Market and Constable Minogue have been briefly incapacitated. So this is when we're dazed and in pain, Minogue's on the bed, Marcus and the lazy boy behind O'Leary. So there's actually nothing scripted for during the tasing. Mm. So this is an adjustment that got made. But this is... One of the many, many times that ended up happening where it would just go, okay, Karen, we're just going to do this if you just talk about what you're seeing. That would, would that be about right? Yeah, yeah. James, just describe what's happening. Yes, describe yep. what's happening. Yeah. That's right. Um, so keep in mind that was what was scripted. In summary, tasers were, were discharged accidentally and Sergeant Marker and Constable Minogue have been briefly incapacitated. This is what ended up in there. I made a mistake. Sorry, Sarge. I believe it. It's a ghost. Yeah. Uh, taser it. 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 Taser it's still going now, but we're just, yeah. So they're in quite a bit of pain now. But like I said, once the initial taser's finished, then it's finishing now. See, you can hear that? Oh. Quietening down, and that's really great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that was that was a cornerstone of O'Leary, eh? What's that? That, that sort of telling us people what's happening. <laughs> yeah. There's something quite amazing going on over here. Yeah. But you're just... Matter of fact. Very, very matter yeah. of fact. And, and these are the facts. Not yeah. perturbed by what's going on at all. In fact, you probably saw it. It's not the first time this week this has happened. No, <laughs> especially not with, with you. The taser. No. <laughs> yeah, bloody funny. And then shall we do this other one as well? Yes. Okay then. Do you want to do the uh, the big print, O'Leary? Oh yes. You mean is that the big one or the the? You mean the bold print? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Like interior twenty three Tukariri Street hallway night. O'Leary exploring the house picks up her walkie talkie. Minogue, where are you? I'm presently in the hallway. I suggest we reconvene in the living room. Over. Copy. I've just left the toilet. I just left the toilet. Request we change rendezvous point to the toilet. 
Roger, turning around and proceeding to toilet, over. Roger that, approaching toilet, approaching toilet. What's your location now, Minogue? Approaching toilet, I am scared, are you over? Confirmed, a bit scared, we'll arrive presently at rendezvous point. Please hurry over, am now alone in very scary toilet. Roger that, have also arrived at the scary toilet. No, you're not here yet, O'Leary. Uh, Minogue, I am. I have arrived at the destination. You're not in the toilet. I'm quite sure I am. I'm standing next to the toilet. Oh, I'm standing right next to the toilet. I can't see you. You're not here. Oh, no. O'Leary. O'Leary, I think you're in the upside down. Eh? Wait. What if it's me who's in the upside down? Minogue, Minogue, calm down. I'm in the downstairs toilet. Over? Oh, right. Yeah, I'm in the upstairs toilet. Calming down. Calm. Righto, so that's what was in the <laughs> script. And this is what was in the old TV show there. O'Leary? O'Leary? Where are you, Minogue? Presently in the hallway. Suggest we reconvene in the living room. Yeah, coffee. I've just left the toilet. I just left the toilet. Request we change our rendezvous point to the toilet. Roger that. Turn around proceeding to the toilet. Roger that. I am a uh, bit scared. Are you over? I confirmed. I'm a bit scared. We'll arrive presently at the rendezvous point. Over. Please hurry over. I've arrived at the very scary toilet. Yeah, I've also arrived at the scary toilet. Over. No, you're not here yet, O'Leary. I'm quite sure I am. I'm standing right next to the toilet. Well, I'm standing right next to the toilet. I can't see you, so I don't think you're here. Okay, well, I'm standing right next to the toilet. In fact, now my head's right over the toilet. I'm looking in the toilet. Over. Well, I've got my head pressed up against the toilet, and if you were talking, there'd be vibrations going directly into my ear, and that's not happening, O'Leary. OK, well, I'm just going to pretend sitting on the toilet. I still can't see you anywhere in here, over. Well, if you were sitting on the toilet, you'd be sitting on my head right now because my head's in the toilet. I'm certainly not sitting on your head, Minogue, OK? I'm standing up now next to the toilet. I'm definitely in the toilet. O'Leary, I think you might be in the upside down. No, I'm the right way up. I think I might be in the upside down. Just calm down, okay? I'm in the upstairs toilet, over. Ah. Yeah, I'm in the downstairs toilet. Coming down. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Adds a little bit of spice, doesn't it? But, yeah, the structure's all there. The structure's all Nick Ward. Yep. And then but just... the gold was <laughs> O'Leary Minogue. <laughs> so there you go. That's a, new, uh, that's a new feature of the Wellington Paranormal Podcast. And if you've got any other questions about those, flick it through to us on Wellington Paranormal Podcast on the Instagram. Um, if there's any other scenes like that where you think, oh, I wonder if that was improvised. Yeah, and uh, try to choose the ones where it is all improvised because that makes us seem a little bit funnier and well, cooler. Yeah. If it's all scripted, yeah, I mean, then that just means all the glory goes to the writer. And that doesn't seem fair. No, Nick Ward, good on you, mate. Yeah, good um, on you, mate. I'm thinking about the episode. I really like the episode. I think I don't think there's many I don't like at all. That is that was really good. I tell you what, was Jay is in that episode. So when we first arrive and there's a party guest he's scripted as, and he says, Ah, oh, check yeah. your coats on the bed. Yeah. Now what's his surname? Jerome. Jerome. That's him. Yeah, Jerome Chandrahausen. That's him. He is, I believe, the only actor that was in every single season. With the possible exception of Ben Francham. We'd have to, think, we'd have to do some research on that. Yes. But yeah, Jerome but certainly was. certainly Jerome was. And also people wouldn't have known it was the same person. No. That's how talented he is. That is incredible. Yeah. Um, or it's how good the makeup people were and wardrobe people were. He always looked kind of the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he was, the, he was the party host. He like was. The, the welcomer and said... Chuck your, be- chuck your jackets on the bed. Yeah, chuck your jackets on the bed. Oh, thanks, mate. And then obviously 
later on he becomes the mall guy. The mall guy, that's right. The bouncer. Yes, the bouncer, yeah. Yeah, and... um. He should really have his own following, like people who are in the background on Lord of the Rings. Like Brett McKenzie. That's right. He should be going around doing comic cons. Very, very good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I love, I do, I love that episode. Um, and we sort of felt, I think we were finding our feet. I think so. By I think, now. I think it felt like we were starting to get a little bit comfortable. Yeah. Not too comfortable. No, but no. Like I said, even that, with that improv bit, I was like, yeah, I can just talk rubbish. And yes. then people say, oh, that was actually quite funny. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. oh, no. Then I'm, I'm going to back myself more than before when I was like, I'm just going to read the words, hope for the best. Yeah. That's right. And and we sort of learnt um, that the crew is your audience. And I remember yes, that we got uh, a really good feedback in particular from the sound crew because it might not necessarily have been that the crew was close to us but sound or could always always had ears on us, obviously. And we, by now, I had it in my memo, my diary thingy, that by now every member of the Sound crew would come up and just be like, they said we you guys were funny. Are not, you're not ruining it. So well done. That's but nice, thanks. isn't it? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the end of the uh, another incredible episode of the Wellington Paranormal Podcast. Pod <laughs> <laughs> For my mama. Just want to thank uh, our composers, Monica, who are also known as the Phoenix Foundation, whom you can find on Instagram and indeed Spotify for their music. Probably the better place to go. Or Bandcamp. Paul Yates, our producer, and Jermaine Clement, our producer, also, and director and writers. Um, Ken, uh, thanks to them for letting us make this podcast. And also, uh, you can follow us, the Wellington Paranormal Podcast, on Instagram there. TikTok is at Wellington Paranormal Pod, and YouTube is at Wellington Paranormal The Podcast. My socials are Mr. Mike Minogue on Instagram, and I do a radio show, and that is at Hodaki Big Show. Karen O'Leary's socials are Karen O'Leary NZ. Please leave us a review and give us a five star rating on your way out the door. It helps do the it. podcast grow. And in the meantime, kakite. Matewa. Frank Podcast.